the Harvest Cast. Welcome to the Harvest Cast podcast. The following is a recorded interview with Sam Adams, medicinal marijuana grower and a rather radical thinker. Though his views do not necessarily reflect those views of the viewers, the listeners, or those even interviewing him, he is nonetheless quite entertaining to listen to. So, Mr. Adams, how long have you been a legal grower? Um, about 13 months now, I guess. Well, 14 months, depending on if legal is prior to January 1st, 2011, and after, or since January 1st. What happened on January 1st? The um, main medical use of marijuana, marijuana law changed. Um, it went from a voluntary, uh, well, it went from a no registration system to a mandatory registration system. So that on January 1st, we had to go to DHHS and pay a fee to become a patient and then pay a fee to be a caregiver if you were designated by a patient. So that that was the big change. Um, prior to January 1st, I was growing since November of 2009 um, and then right after the law changed. Cause I've had a greenhouse for five years here. I've been growing all kinds of stuff, but I never grew marijuana until it became legal. Well, until the uh, the citizens' initiative passed, and then I started growing. So, you've, so you've been working with plants for quite a while. Just the marijuana parts new. Yeah, the marijuana parts new. I was always too paranoid to to uh, go against the man. You know, I got a family. I hear you there. You know, so. Yeah, we grow uh, papayas and figs and lemon trees and all kinds of different vegetables in the summer. We grow, you know, I'm, I'm from Hawaii, so I like a lot of tropical plants around me because, well, winter sucks. Yeah. Well, and it's good for the munchies, I assume. <laughs> you, no, not really, because <laughs> apparently papayas don't like to ripen in Maine. They just hang there on the tree for months on end green. Oh, <laughs> which is a little frustrating, you know. Oh, to I, I me, hope. this this sounds a lot like a late prohibition of alcohol. Because uh, back then, if you wanted an alcoholic drink, you could go down to your doctor's, pay a fee, become a patient, and then he could prescribe you uh, shots of whiskey or something. Yeah, it's very much what it is. It's um, well, it's fr- you know, look, let's get down to you know the. the real truth about it it's wrong it's immoral first of all to charge a person a fee to be sick enough to grow a plant for their own care i mean really we're we're using sick people as a revenue source for the state have we reduced ourselves so much in a, you know as a society to doling out social welfare programs and benefits to people that we now need to say, hey, you know, let's let's use those people with MS or cancer or chronic pain or whatever else. Let's charge them a fee so they can grow a plant that, well, shit, God produced, you know. It, it's just plain wrong. It's wrong on every level. Yeah, that's probably the best point I've heard of about the whole situation. 
especially now with the governor trying to pass these regulations where he wants to piss test people and anyone who isn't in the program and is just treating themselves, they're going to get cut off from all their welfare. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure about the, you know, what the governor is doing about that. I, I do. I know that there's something going on. But look, um, I'm a, I'm an odd case here. I'm a, I'm a strict constitutionalist. Um, the Constitution does not allow or condone the government stealing from one taxpayer to give to another taxpayer. It's not right. The general welfare clause in the Constitution isn't about the general welfare of the individual person. It's about the general welfare of the nation as a whole. If you, if you narrow that clause, the general welfare clause, down to the individual, where does it end? When do I get to say, hey, you know, um, I can't fix my dog. I think that we ought to have a program to fix dogs. And, well, hey, Warren and Jeremy, you guys get to pay for it. You know, because, well, you work. And like that fat job of the hut looking fuck, what's his name, said, uh, the Michael Moore said the other day, it's, a, it's all of ours. When you work, when you have a job, it's all of ours. No, the fuck, it's not all of ours. It's mine. I work. I work well, hard. Be, it'd be nice if it was all of ours. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. It'd be cause... nice if I, could, if I could get my nuts cut. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you guys would pay for it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, you know, I mean, it, it comes down to this. I do not believe that the the government should be offering us things that we're not... Um, that they're not allowed to give us. The government, nowhere in the Constitution does it say anything about welfare or anything else. Now, once we got these programs, back to your point about piss testing, you know, once we have these programs, well, shit, do I really want to see, I mean, I know some people here in my town, these toothless, meth-head, friggin' pill-snorting fucks, they go down to the damn methadone clinic and get fucking their dose every day on my dime. And I got to pay a fee to be a marijuana patient? Well, I fucking think not. No, I'm sick and tired of this shit. And if people are on welfare, I certainly don't want to be paying for their drugs. So I'm kind of all about it. Fucking right. You know, no piss testing. Now, if marijuana or a piss testing for welfare recipients... If marijuana is legal for patients, it should be legal for everybody. And if it was legal, then it wouldn't be an issue with the welfare program, right? Right. It's only that it's illegal. Well, and I, I mean, I think it gets to a larger you know, problem in society right now. I mean, with, with the whole medical system just getting, like, kind of like you were saying before, I mean, it's just gotten so out of hand that we are, a lot of people, a lot of rich people are using sick people to become richer. And yeah. it, it's just like... You know, I just had a daughter a year ago, and if we didn't have main care to cover her hospital expenses, I'd be in debt the rest of my life. I mean, that's it's like a, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for the birth of a child. I mean, but I think that you know, not to not to get off the su- well, I don't know what the subject is because you guys are interviewing me. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> a good point about the basic hypocrisy in the government here that you know because you're paying a certain fee, which you shouldn't really have to pay means you can grow, but your neighbor right down the road doing the exact same thing who doesn't pay his fee, he can go to jail. Right. And that's just intrinsically well, wrong in the system. 
you know, I mean, look, we don't teach civics anymore in school, obviously. People don't understand that, you know, the government works for us. Um, it's not here to give us things. It's not here to provide us things. It's here to do very specific and very small enumerated things. I believe there's only like 16 actual powers, or 22 maybe. It's it's very small. I've got my constitution around here somewhere. But anyway, um, these things are very limited in scope. The main thing was to defend us from foreign invaders and to make sure that one state doesn't fuck another state. Basically, that's it. The rest of the the rest of the system is supposed to be up to us. In the individual states to figure out. So, you know, I say, look, universal health care systems should be state by state. They should never come from the federal programs. They should never come from the federal government. Welfare programs, uh, drug laws, prostitution laws, moral laws, blue laws, any of this shit. If it's not enumerated in the Constitution as spelled out in the Constitution under the Ninth Amendment and under the Tenth Amendment, if they're not enumerated in the Constitution, they are for the states and for the people, respectively. So leave it up to us. If Maine wants to legalize marijuana, let us legalize marijuana. If we want a social welfare program that bankrupts the states, well, then Tennessee can benefit by going, let's not fucking repeat that same mistake. And that's where the debate ought to be. The debate ought to be between you and me here, locally, in my greenhouse, in the towns. It, ought to, it oughtn't be on the national news, you know, being dictated by Nancy Pelosi or any of those wackos that we elect to go down there and screw us. Because, fuck, the country ain't in a good place, so they couldn't have been doing a very good job. Why the hell do we keep electing them? You know, it's just bullshit. So, um, that's you know, kind of my feeling on the whole social welfare programs and, and how they ought to be administered is from the state. What I have an issue with is that we are so programmed now to accept government help and government largesse. We're so programmed to expect it that we continuously ask government for help. We're continuously, continuously saying, oh, for safe food, we have to have more USDA-approved shit. We have to have more USDA-approved friggin', you know, um, meat packing pro plants that give us E. coli. But they're inspected, so now, they're safe. Sam, now, Which, Sam, are you worried that the state's going to have um, similar kind of rules for you and your marijuana growing? Oh, I'm totally afraid of that. They, well, they already do, really. They... They claim in the law to be able to have the right to obtain marijuana from patients, caregivers, and dispensaries for laboratory testing. But they don't tell you what they're testing for. <laughs> have, have they taken samples now, from you? What, no, they haven't, and they won't take any samples from me. I refuse. I will go to jail before I give up anything because I have the right to be compensated for property seized by the government. Right. Um, if they're not offering me compensation, I'm not giving it to them. And they cannot offer me compensation unless they are a legal cardholder or a patient. And I'm not allowed to have received that compensation because I'm only allowed to give to my patients. So I guess they can go pound sand on that one. But here's where the law may, may be applied would be, let's say um, you're a caregiver mm -hmm. and you're providing one of your patients and they become very sick and they claim... Right. I was fine. I think something in there made me sick. Would yep. they then 
want a sample from you, would you then condone, you know, to having a sample run so that they can prove that whatever made this person sick had nothing to do with your product? No, but I'd be more than happy to give that sample to my patient and let the patient go test it. Right. You know, let the patient yeah, yeah. give it to the state then. Let them go test it and then let the patient deal with me directly. Right. Uh, um, look, we've all driven down, like, I, I, back to the E. coli thing in the USDA. It's a perfect example. Um, I also run a farm stand. We have a tilapia farm here in our greenhouse. We raise, we raise tilapia in fish tanks, and I irrigate my marijuana and other plants with the water from the fish tanks. It's an aquaponic system. Wow. Um, I don't have to buy chemical nutrients and shit like that. It's a fully natural system. Uh, the problem with this is, well, MAFCA, for instance, they don't have rules to apply to hydroponics or to, well, marijuana, because marijuana is illegal federally, and, well, the the federal rules for organics haven't included hydroponics, and they haven't included fish. So because there's no rules from the government, it's not organic. It's friggin' mind-boggling. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Yeah, it's my it's mind boggling, and this is the kind of shit that I, you know, I I'm just so fed up with. So, what? No, no, that's illegal with the federal government. That doesn't exist. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, would uh, if the FDA were to find out that you were growing food and marijuana in the same building, would they have a problem with that? As of yet, no. Uh, well. The federal government has a problem with me growing marijuana. Right. It's the state that <laughs> right, said it's okay, okay right now. Yes. In, in any way, shape, form, or location. Right, right. So, um, yeah, they've got a problem with it. Right now, <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous. So uh, I was saying, you know, about the, I, I want to get back to that real quickly, that point about the USDA. They approve our meat, they approve our chicken and all, and yet we still die of disease. Thousands of people in this country die of foodborne illnesses, all from approved processing plants. Have you ever looked in a paper in the state of Maine and found an article ever about a person getting sick from deer meat that they shot and killed in the woods and drug out and cleaned at home? Nope, I haven't. I've never heard of it. Exactly. Even with all the idiots who wouldn't refrigerate it properly and everything, you never hear of anyone getting sick. So, And if somebody does get sick, it's one or two people. If I, who am, who am limited to only five patients, if I decide to spray DDT on my, you know, on my marijuana, on my food, and I make my patients sick, it's those five. It's not being shipped to Indiana. It's not affecting some innocent 13-month-old baby who had a salad at fucking Wendy's and died of E. coli from a USDA-approved plant. <laughs> you know? We don't need this regulation. People are capable of taking care of themselves. Every day you make life and death decisions about driving into traffic, crossing the street, brushing your teeth, shaving in the tub. You know? I mean, holy shit. You can die. Life is dangerous. Right. And you, what do we need them for telling us how to live? It's time that the people stand up and start applying this concept of, wait a minute, I really can't take care of myself to everything, to plants, to marijuana, to drugs, to alcohol, 
to to sex, to everything. Uh, we we need to stop depending and relying and asking for the government's help. We need to stop it because it's never worked out well for us. And there's very few arguments that I find that are compelling enough um, to to justify it. So, okay, I'm done with that. So, Mr. Adams, I was noticing that in the October edition of High Times, your greenhouse was in it. Yeah, it was. It was kind of fun. Congratulations. I was wondering um, how um, positive or negative effects in the community have you had from this happening? Oh, well, um, I don't know. It's been kind of sometimes it's fun um, in that people recognize me from the uh, the alias Sam Adams and have called me that in public and stuff you know that I don't know hey Sam Adams <laughs> you know <laughs> that must be a uh, trip yeah that's kind of fun um, you know and the Sam Adams thing is he, he was the father of the revolution and well I certainly enjoy Boston Lager so <laughs> That's really where it came from. But, um, yeah, that's been the, the – the other thing, no, it really hasn't – it's not like, um, ooh, cool, I won a little notoriety or anything. It was uh, it was fun to be recognized in the first issue, you know, about Maine medical marijuana, that kind of stuff. Uh, well, it seems like you've put a lot of work into this. It's always good to get recognition for hard work. Well, you know, actually, it was – I have to say, it wasn't my hard work that got me the recognition. It was – other people who had been to the greenhouse um, that recommended that Danny Danko come here, and it was uh, my former partner's spectacular mother plants that we were flowering. That because uh, I was still very new to learning how to grow, so it was really my former partner's efforts in growing the big plants and teaching me how to grow and uh, other people that recommended us to high times. But the the, um, the greenhouse is my effort, and, and what I do here is mine. So it was really kind of a, a privilege to be involved in it. But it was, it was in April when they did the photo shoot, and I had only been growing for five months, so I can't take credit for it. That's almost like uh, having a hit single on the first song you write. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. I, I was wondering, I was wondering, Mr. Adams, if you thought possibly having your greenhouse in the high times is what caused the um, the raid that you had later on in the year. No, I don't think so. Um, the issue didn't come out until October, uh, even though the photo shoot was in April. Uh, well, there there is a a couple of week. Um, difference between when the first anonymous tip went to the DEA that was in April um, the photo shoot was in April um, the raid was in October just before the election um, I'm not sh well you know now that you put it in those terms I have no idea there are some timeline correlations but I always assumed it was more political than anything. Um, well, uh, the political and the fact that our government is daily telling us and, you know, convincing the people to be sheep and saying, if you see something, say something. You know, the Nazis were real good at turning their neighbors 
against each other, and so were the Soviets. And I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of finding out that all you have to do is make an anonymous tip to a drug hotline, and guess what? There's an investigation. They actually, as far as I remember, they call it subjugation. It's a, it's a good way to, to keep people from being able to, to join together and rise against somebody. you got to constantly keep them separated into different groups so that they don't trust each other. That's right. Divide and conquer. Right. And you continue dividing into the more smaller and smaller groups until everybody's just, you know, if you, if you look at history... All of the really big civilizations that have gone haywire and stuff, they usually end up going through a period of chaos and then a dictator. Because in chaos, in anarchy, when everybody's freaking out, the guy who's got the most power and the most balls and the most ruthless one who can promise security, I'll shut everybody up because I'm going to kill a half of you, <laughs> you know, he wins. And the other people support him because... Holy shit, he's giving us safety. Well, and, and psychologically, too, um, they say that's where superstition comes from, but when humans are cast into chaos, we, we have to find our brains don't like that. We want everything to make sense and be in order. So right. we'll look to anything if it promises that, us that order, whether it's a god or not walking under a ladder or a dictator. Absolutely, but it's it's way off the, the greenhouse, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so to get, take us back in, um, I was reading in the newspaper, I believe, last month or so, that there's a bunch of the um, official dispensaries opening up in the near future. How is that going to affect you? Well, you know, it already has affected me in that, well, you know, the fact that the fees were pretty onerous. I mean, um, for me to maintain my five patients, I had to come up and my for my five patients, myself, and all the fees total. It was going to take $1,631 on January 1st. Um, I, I was looking right after that online, and I got onto the uh, uh, State of Maine website, and I discovered that it takes $200 to buy a pharmacy license. Wow. Um, <laughs> but to grow marijuana for five patients and be limited to only five patients... Uh, it's sixteen hundred or fifteen hundred and thirty-one dollars. The thirty-one is for a background check, uh, as if they couldn't take that thirty-one out of any one of the three hundred dollar fees per patient. No, it's an extra fee. Just I think it's just to rub salt in the wound, you know. It sounds good because I mean you could think a a company like Rite Aid with all of their pharmacies could could afford to pay a little bit more than you. And they're not limited to how many patients they get to serve. Yeah, they can, yeah. they can run sales. You know, they can run sales. They can put ads up on TV. Come to Rite Aid. I can't do that. I can't put a sign up and say, come buy dope. Or, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, I, I was actually looking through Craigslist, which is like an online classifieds thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of was a sign of the times to me because I saw someone posting an ad for medical marijuana for sale, accepting new patients, come over, and then he starts listing off, like, you know, all of his bubble gums and northern lights and everything. It was, it was just a weird world to see somebody with their phone number out there advertising how great their pot was. Good for him. I'm sorry he's going to go down. Bastard's probably getting raided. It's unfortunate. You know, it is It is unfortunate. The um, Well, you know, we, we live in a... 
we deserve and we live in the world that we create. We deserve the government we get. You know, this is, this is the result of 70, 80 years of prohibitionary thought and, and propaganda, and it is the result of a bunch of fucking self-absorbed, commercial, greedy little fucks of a population. We suck. We really do. All we want to do is play our fucking video games and, and you know, <laughs> well, where the fuck is everybody? Are they up there at the state house bitching? No. Are they there talking to their representatives going, hey, representative such and fuck, will you do <laughs> this for me? No, they're not. My wife and I wander those fucking halls to the point where I swear to God I've seen people scurry to get away from us. Oh, shit, it's them. Run. You know? But there's no one else up there. We bitch and we moan. You know, it, it's disgusting. We the people means get the hell off the couch, brush the Dorito chips off, and get the hell up and have an opinion. Actually care about something. I saw the other day on TV, 27 million people turned in for Idol. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, well, maybe your rant will get us some opinions, and I really hope it does. So let's get back onto the raid, Mr. Adams. How did you feel when they came into your greenhouse and, like, tell us the inside of that, how it felt to be raided, knowing that you were legal? It was a little surreal, you know. I mean, as soon as I saw the warden with his hand on his gun outside yelling, you know, get away from the door! <laughs> and the other guy yelling, search warrant! It, it just became very kind of... Um, surreal at that point to be handcuffed in my own in my own home um, and to have to prove my innocence to a bunch of gun wielding knife carrying and really were carrying knives um, knife carrying thugs I mean uh, I I could have easily you know we could I, I kind of would like to redo the whole scene from you know the wall kind of take those uniforms and stick them on Jason P's and shit. Here's my jack-booted thug demanding my papers, please. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was really, it was really um, kind of degrading. My daughter was affected when she came home from school. You know, I was still shit. out here in the greenhouse um, after they had left and all. I was on the phone with people calling, going, hey, look, I just got raided and blah, blah, blah. My daughter comes home from school. She goes upstairs. She finds every dresser drawer. She's 12. All of her dresser drawers open and gone through. Her windows open. The door open. Her closet open. Her panties have been rifled through. Really? Is that why I'm going to hide my Oxycontin is in my daughter's panties? You know, it was disgusting. It was rude. It was It was lame. And what did they do? They they stole my my employees' marijuana, her her medicine, um, even though she they knew she was legal, and they didn't charge me with a crime, but they arrested me in my house. They handcuffed me. They intimidated me. They charged my son with cultivation for plants that I had in the south room of my house because I had a male and two small females that I was trying to cross pollinate even though i'm the legal owner of all the property here even though i was the legal grower even though they found me to be legal in my 
in everything. They stole my employee's marijuana. They claimed she abandoned it because it was in her dresser drawer in her room in my greenhouse that she was moving uh, out of. Were there any charges brought against her? No. But they won't give her back her medicine because they claim that marijuana is illegal against federal law, so the police don't want to break the law. <laughs> uh, now, aren't they weren't they that worried about it when they were coming into your home, though. Well, right, and aren't they sworn to uphold the constitutions of both the state of Maine and the U.S. government? They, they violated my Fourth Amendment rights when they came onto my property at night by the light of the full moon, they navigated the woods and the wet areas to approach the back of the property. Like you're a criminal. Yes, and, and, and then they identified marijuana stalks in root balls that were in the shape of buckets in my garden and my in, in waste areas. Well, that's called a compost bin for you morons that don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dicks. And, and there's no, there's nothing written into the the medical regulations that you have to immediately get rid of your stocks or anything, right? I mean, oh, absolutely not. But, but the point was, they came onto the property to identify harvested marijuana stocks, and then they wrote an affidavit stating that they did this. They went to a judge, and then he issued a search warrant. All the while, where they could, couldn't they just look up the records and say, "Yeah, this guy has a grow house. We let him have it." Well, there were no records yet because this was again prior January first, which means there was no registration. Oh, so do you think now that people are registering, should it put a stop to these DEA visits, or should I mean maybe they can just show up more in plain clothes and just look, take a look around? Or? Well, this was the thing within the affidavit for the search warrant. They claim that there is a DOT, Department of Transportation Highway Business sign that we pay for on the highway claiming that we have a farm stand business. There is a website that they claim they visited, homegrownfarmandmarket.com, by the way. <laughs> they claim that they visited this website, which also states that we grew fish and we grew produce and blah, blah, blah. Um, at what point does the officer not say, you know, this is a legal business? Why don't we just walk up and talk to the man? Instead, they put me under surveillance for six fucking months. Wow, that, that seems illegal that traffic. Well, they also claimed that I had um, traffic going and going. First of all, these guys are illiterate; they can't write a complete sentence. But <laughs> going and going. Going and going from the property. Had they actually looked at the traffic going and going from the legal <laughs> business that might have actually had traffic, holy fuck, sorry to say, businesses in Maine do have traffic, regardless of how much the government doesn't want that. Um, they not only didn't notice that I had a business, so I should have traffic, but the traffic was an interesting group of people, considering my wife ran the Knox County um, campaign headquarters for the LePage for Governor campaign. Um, I had an eight-foot sign out for Mike Phillips for Sheriff. Um, I had an eight-foot LePage sign on my yard. I had a Senator David Trahan sign, a Deb Sanderson sign. I'm the, Knox, I'm, I'm the Washington 
town chair of the Republican Party. My wife is the state committee woman from Knox County. We've been active members in the committee for like 10 years. We had Congressman Dave Emery here, Judge Carol Emery, uh, Senator Trahan, Representative Sanderson, who was still a candidate at that time. We had all these people, including campaign members of the staff of Governor LePage, in my driveway, going and going. <laughs> we had supporters of the campaign picking up bumper stickers, picking up signs, coming into the greenhouse with all of my marijuana and frequently marijuana being smoked while we passed out bumper stickers. Holy shit, are these cops fucking buffoons or what? Or was there a political agenda? Or what? I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure anymore. The attorney generals, you know, they they take deference to, to federal law over state law. Um, they told me I couldn't have a gun. While they had me handcuffed here, they told me I. They asked me if my gun was loaded, my my rifle. I said, "Of course it's loaded." And he looked at me. He goes, "Well, what is that supposed to mean?" Well, it's fucking a club. Otherwise, duh. <laughs> you know. He asked me, he "Goes, well, do you have any security?" Yeah, my fucking gun. <laughs> so. This fool, though, then tells me that I'm in violation of federal law because I'm in possession of a Schedule One drug and a firearm, and he has the right to arrest me. I told him that the main state constitution, Article 1, Section 16, to paraphrase, says the right to bear arms shall never be questioned. I know my Second Amendment rights. I can bear arms, and the purpose of bearing those arms is... <clears throat> to defend myself against the government. That's what Jefferson and the rest of them had in mind, is that we could defend ourselves against governments that lean towards tyranny. Well, you know, good luck with that nowadays, pulling out a gun when the cops show up, you know. Well, I think they yeah, right. specifically said the militia is to maintain arms so as to keep in balance the government. That's right. That's course, exactly that means right. That we could have tanks and things in our backyard. Hey, the main state constitution says we can bear arms. It doesn't limit us. It doesn't tell us. And the right shall never be questioned. To me, implies that where do you even get off with a background check? My wife just showed me something this morning. Uh, a, a great. It was an audio tape, and you guys ought to interview this guy because he was he was just awesome. Um, it was an audio tape of a guy who was approached by police for open carrying his weapon. He had his pistol on his side. He's part of an open carry um, support group or whatever. He's in a public setting. Um, the police approached him and demanded to know his name. They needed to find out if he was um, a, you know, committing a crime. And he, he politely and very calmly and for about 10 to 15 minutes told them, no, um, I'm not going to give you my name. If you're not charging me with a crime, I'm not doing that. Uh, is there a crime against carrying a gun? Well, we've had people call in and complain. Well, you know, basically his attitude was go pound sand. I'm not telling you shit. And he walked off. 
Um, we need to do more of this. We need to stand up. People cannot have rights unless they understand that they have rights. Yeah. You know, Freedom is so, definitely something you have to work for every day. I think it's the best quote I heard about that. Yeah, well, absolutely, and that's what we were saying. Oh, by the way, thinking about that, I'm going to put a plug in for somebody else. April 15th at the State House Park in front of the Dome there in Augusta is the Tea Party. I really seriously suggest everybody who believes that they have the liberty to live their lives free of government interference and thuggery on their own land and their own privacy of their own house they should go. They should make their voices heard. Freedom takes work. You can't sit home, can't watch American Idol and um, be free. You can't. They got us watching American Idol so that we're not free. We're not paying attention. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jello Biafra. He was the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys, and he went on to uh, do a lot of political speeches. Um, he, he's a big campaigner for freedom and stuff, and... Uh, one of the things he pointed out in some of his songs back in the 80s was that he, what, what he observed was that the, uh, the, the television networks and the government were working together to purposely make um, programming that would actually put our brains to sleep. It was something that Hitler had first come up with. And by putting our brains to sleep, then we won't notice what's going on around us and we won't be able to uh, take action to change it. Hey, I challenge all of your listeners to go look up fluoride <laughs> just go look up fluoride man get an msds sheet on fluoride it's a fucking poison you have to be specially suited to transport it, carry it everything and they dump it in our water supply why i'm glad i live in maine with a well they're trying to get us immune to it <laughs> well look um I, i'm being uh, just to let you know, I was visited here by my fine, very politically active wife, Cynthia, who was in the room. Hi, Cynthia. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Thank you for joining. She, she may. Or I, I don't know if she's willing to answer any questions or not, but she's incredibly knowledgeable. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that plug in before I get my eyes scratched out for. A, kind of hinting that you should talk to her um <laughs> what about the greenhouse you want to know in my situation because that's where we were at and i've been ranting about everything else no i think all of this stuff okay, is really yeah. good um but I, I did have a question um, do, do you think recreational marijuana should be legalized and if you do what restrictions should they put in place to keep it safe i don't know recreational eating let's see what what kind of limits should be put in place for recreational eating of wheat? Hmm. Let's see. You can only eat wheat. You can only eat sugar. Oh, that's right. Michelle Obama's trying to do that. I don't believe there should be any limits. Marijuana should not be illegal. Um, Genesis 129, and all seed-bearing herbs shall be for you, for either use, your food, your meat, depending on various translations. But really, man, God doesn't make mistakes. For the religious people who might listen, God doesn't make mistakes. We were supposed to have a relationship with this plant. Our bodies absorb it, and they hold the chemicals for 30 days. I mean, in our fat, 
Everything else, our livers pump out. That's why our livers die. Look at every drug commercial on TV, for fuck's sake. It's all about the goddamn liver damage. And, of course, tuberculosis. Because maybe some, leakage. <laughs> you know, because you're, it's not supposed to be in your body. Marijuana doesn't cause this issue. And so what if somebody wants to get high? Really? Is life so fucking wonderful at three fucking seventy a gallon for gasoline? I can't afford to pay my fucking rent that I really, really want to sit around coherent all day long? Holy fuck, no! <laughs> it was a conclusion I came to as a teenager, too, that the only legal um, escapes from sobriety they've left us are alcohol and cough syrup. Right, and what the fuck is alcohol? So I can go kill someone on the highway because I'm a fucking dweeb? So I can be just an instant asshole? How many jokes and how many asinine fucking characters have they made for years about drunks? And Oh, oh let's not forget Cheech and Chong. While I find them humorous, assholes! Right. They've done us nothing but wrong and harm because they portray us as morons. They're funny as shit, but well, they portray us as morons. And I, I do think you know, um, uh, Chong has tried to become a little bit more responsible and politically active since his uh, federal prison sentence. Yeah, well, I did see him on Fox and Friends, and he's still, believe it or not, Fox actually had Cheech and Chong on. And he, he was still just, he couldn't pull himself out of Chong. Right. He couldn't quit being Chong. To just once in his life go, look, man, you know, I I can be the stoner or I can be the reasonable person that says it's a plant. And so what if I enjoy myself occasionally? I mean, the side effect of marijuana is euphoria. Look it up in the dictionary. Right, it uh, means a feeling of well-being. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, that's wrong? Right. No, instead, let's have some Advair. You know, let's have some fucking singular. Oh, it might cause tuberculosis while you take it for your asthma. Really? I might get an upper respiratory infection because I have asthma and I take your pharmaceutical. How about you, Lorik, man? Take it for your fucking, you know, your uric acid because your gout flare-ups may cause gout flare-ups. But don't stop taking your Lorik as your doctor has other medication for you. <laughs> I swear to God, man, look that one up. It's right there on TV every night. You lurk. Don't stop taking this shit that's going to give you the disease that we're giving it to you for. Enzyme. If you receive a heart on for more than eight hours, please call your physician. Woo! No, call four other chicks, man. <laughs> what I like, too, though, about the side effect for so many of these medications is a new thing that had never existed before called restless leg syndrome. <laughs> then you see an ad for restless leg syndrome medication. <laughs> Seriously? That's what we've come to? We're just going to just keep taking an endless series of pills to cure the last pill's ailment? Yeah, and so, look, on that note... We gotta start looking at shit like Freddie Flaherty in the state of Maine, this fucking law firm in Augusta. Boy, here I am. I'm gonna go right out on the limb. You guys wanna fucking, you want, mm. here we go. Freddie Flaherty and Severin Beliveau 
are corrupt motherfuckers in the state of Maine, and they've insinuated themselves into the Democrat Party, and now, obviously, into the fucking Republican Party and into the governor's office because they're appointing their fucking lobbyists, and they're ignoring the people who got them elected. <sighs> okay. Now the black helicopters are going to show up and take me away. <laughs> Um, someone who feels that medical marijuana in Maine could benefit them, what advice do you have for them to get a prescription? Are there certain doctors? Are there ways to find those doctors? Or Yeah, the first thing I would do is um, talk to your physician, whichever physician you have. Um, talk to him reasonably. Do your homework. Show him how, you know, what it's done for you. Stand your ground. You have the right to care for yourself. If that doesn't work, seek out another doctor, um, like Dr. Sulak, and there's several other doctors in the state of Maine, but I know Dr. Sulak, um, he's my, you know. Um, on top of that, I highly recommend that any person, any patient, any, any person who finds that they feel they need or want to be able to live freely, call their representative. Call their state senator. Call Olympia Snow. Call Susan Collins. Call Shelley Pingree. Demand, demand that they listen to their constituents. Demand liberty. Read your state constitution. Demand from your representative that they send you a state constitution. Read your U.S. Constitution. It's not hard. It's 26 fucking pages. Read it. Learn it. Live it. It's the fucking rule book. It's like playing Monopoly. It's the game of life. And the Constitution is the rule book. Any person, patient or not, should do these things because liberty can only be secured when the people demand it and defend it because only the people the individual is going to defend their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The government ain't going to do it for you. Well, thank you, Sam Adams. Well, you thank you it. very much, Mr. Adams. You kids yeah. heard it here first. Put down the Twilight novels and pick up the fucking Constitution already. Excellent! All right. Go your, go Excellent point. Trash can. Oh, yeah, and one last note. Bill and Ted had it right, man. Be excellent to each other. All right. Be excellent. All right. Thank you. Some great comments. Well, I think he made some excellent points there. Um, and, and I really like the idea of promoting reading the Constitution right off the bat here. I think that's kind of where we're going. We want to get people thinking. We want, you know, that's what we're looking to harvest here. I, I don't know if there's any way we can post a link to maybe find where the Constitution so some, some people might have an easier time finding it. Um, I'll throw the link to that up on the blog. Yeah. In fact, it also brought up another interesting point as to what people actually consider the Constitution. You know, some constitutional lists consider it just basically the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, whereas um, I think even Sam Adams recently there, he referenced um, one of the later amendments. What I was wondering is, in the original Sam Adams' time, they threw tea in the harbor to make their point. 
which is where they've come off of this new thing called the Tea Party. I was kind of wondering what they're going to throw in the harbor now. Electronics from China? That would probably pollute our water. If they could, I'm sure they'd be throwing welfare in the ocean. <laughs> welfare? Yeah, welfare would flow good. <laughs> it always has. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and speaking on that topic too, uh, you know, I'd like to hear any feedback people have on their opinions on the Tea Party's views on welfare. I mean, I personally, I think that when you when you're de- when you're tra- trying to deal with, like as he was saying, that welfare was about the state of the nation, not the state of the individual. I think that in a modern, caring and intelligent um, civilization like we live in the the good of the individual is the good of the nation and how well can we be doing like what what is the nation if it's not the the individual people themselves if we're not doing good then what are we doing huh. well i think well and another important issue that was brought up was uh, the difference in laws between ones that govern humanity and ones that govern morality and laws that govern morality are typically ones that uh, don't do well and cause a lot of problems, um, whereas ones that govern humanity are typically for the best of the community. So I think that's you know a, an important distinction to figure out when looking at what you believe in as far as the laws the government's passing. Um, we wanted to remember, too, that uh, go to www.homegrownfarmmarket.com for Samuel Adams' uh, farm stand business, and you can also find that link um, on the blog. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the helpful information that you received from the show. Mr. Adams is definitely a real patriot kind of guy. He stands for what he believes is right, and he'll definitely prove his point. So go ahead and check us out at our website, theharvestcast.blogspot.com. And we'll see you in one week. got like 21 minutes of chatter. Two little squirrels. Yeah, let's see it started. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Harvest Cast blog. The following Wait, is a real podcast. Oh, I was reading the chart off. Interview with John Adams, a medicinal marijuana grower. Uh, it's and Adams, <laughs> what did I say, John Adams? Yep. It's a it's a familiar name nonetheless, uh-huh. but I, I see the mistake. <laughs> it's quite a different <laughs> stuff. Okay. Being a fuck, deadbeat, and not going out and voting. Right. Okay. Fuck. A stop.